0: Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi-gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day everyone, welcome to another special edition of the Market Watch podcast. It's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, home of the best of the best multis. The usual suspects are here, I tell you what, it's a very nervous looking Tristan Merlihan on the back of the brilliant form from the Denver Broncos over the last couple of weeks as well. Go Russ, go is what we are saying here. And of course, Jared Condon from readingtheplay.com.au, what caps he got on today, what caps he got. Oh, look at that, he's got the San Francisco... 49ers. G'day, boys.
1: G'day, boys. And yes, the uh, the Russ is, is making a bit of a charge at the moment, but uh, you can't forget about that Vikings defence. It's uh, one of the great uh, defensive lines of all time, I think, after <laughs> the performance to keep the, the high-flying Raiders to zero there on the weekend. So I think we're both happy with how our teams are progressing. Vikings might even push for the division after my Detroit's uh, starting to fall in a little hole, which I'm sure Jared will touch on as we get deeper into this show. But uh, we're getting the business end of the season, and uh, I think we've got four weeks left, which um, there'll be plenty of ebbs and flows over that period.
2: Tristan, I'm not sure who's nervous this morning and why they should be nervous, but we'll probably get to that in a moment when we get to the lunchback tallies. But uh, yeah, those Chicago Bears last week, and yes, I think that is... Detroit lines of yours might have some major defensive issues, as we touched on last week. Uh, anyway, plenty happening there, plenty happening everywhere, and I don't know, Jimmy, have you got a major board report to release or any <laughs> updates on the the new executive for the Top Sport uh, podcast?
0: Uh, no, we'll get to that. Although I tell you what, sweeping changes at board level uh, wouldn't surprise me. At the uh, Top Sport Market Watch Podcast. Uh, remember, if you are enjoying the podcast, check it out at uh, Apple and uh, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast. Leave a review, subscribe, um, and that'll be uh, fantastic. Uh, we like to go back before we go forward, so let's have a look at last week. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, Jared, the Buffalo Bills. Didn't uh, yeah, how yeah. about that? Uh, what was he? A half a yard offside? Not even. <laughs> um, anyway, they, they got there.
2: It might, it might have been a touch, uh, the touchdown of the year, and uh, yeah, there is Tony absolutely stuffed it up. And yes, the Buffalo Bills ended up getting home, plus two and a half. Gee, they were heavily back last week, three and a half to two and a half. I think they started somewhere around the $1 mark, uh, sorry, the plus one mark. Bills got home. We ended up missing elsewhere on the NFL and the racing, but that's a nice little collect which will go into the bank. and. Uh, we should mention for passing on clothing. At the present moment, they've got a Christmas appeal for $50 donations. You can find them on Facebook or through any of their social media or ours. And for every $50 donation, that it turns into an individual gift to somebody who's on the streets of Sydney and uh, the Central Coast. So please, if you can support, that would be wonderful.
0: Can you update with
2: the racing bet? What, the uh, lunch bet. Sorry, what's what's going on with the lunch bets? Uh, the lunch bet, uh, yeah, very interesting there. The uh, Raiders Vikings, yeah, that was a game of the season, wasn't it? Nil <laughs> or uh, right to the end, and then the Vikings ended up uh, with a field goal, a three-nil result, dear oh, dear. So you two ended up with a push where you had a lunch bet, but uh, those good old Chicago Bears, where we had the double up, 28-13, didn't even need the plus start. Jared picks up four, Jimmy loses two. Tristan loses two, but that means all of a sudden Jimmy's way past the clock tower inside the last hundred and might have the wobbles a little. Uh, Jimmy at plus seven, Jared at plus four. The margin's only down to three now, Jimmy, with, uh, what have we got, about two weeks left? And uh, Tristan at minus 13. And uh, Tristan and I did have a little chat about seven o'clock this morning, strategy for today's session and the next uh, couple of podcasts. So we'll see what unfolds.
1: Uh, i got the old pacemaker out there to to give Jared something to catch uh, last week and I, it's funny Jimmy uh, Jimmy's been talking the last couple of days about flying off or getting passports or doing something. I think he's trying to get out of the country and dodge the last couple of episodes just to preserve his lead. So it's a um, it's a very interesting time there at uh, the Smith headquarters because um, it would be the biggest capitulation I've seen for a long time if he ends up dropping this.
0: Ah, uh, you'll you'll be calling me the Miami Dolphins of the Market Watch podcast, right? Uh, and just uh, depending on where the lunch bets are, it would depend on my availability for the last couple of weeks of this year. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that one over the course of the next couple of weeks. So where are we, so what's the where are we at with the um for it on clothing, Tristan? Yeah,
1: We've got a balance there of three thousand six hundred and sixteen. We paid a thousand for the Christmas appeal there during the week. So, Uh, It means we've raised 4615 since the end of the footy season, which is a really good effort. And, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't quite hit too many results last weekend, but the Buffalo Bills got us something, and we'll look for a big end of the uh, the calendar year.
0: Okay, so where are we at with this long-term Denver Broncos, Minnesota Vikings? So I've never been sitting in Denver. Very,
2: very interesting. The Vikings do have a few results going their way on the NFC side of things. They still sit at six. They come off a win. Those Broncos, though, they do have, I think, a uh, very enticing run home in the final four weeks. They come off a win. They sit ninth in the AFC at seven and six. So both teams, seven and six, very intriguing, a couple of weeks to play out. And, Tristan, we might need in a couple of weeks' time to make a little executive decision uh, on the 29th of December about which way we think that lunch bet might be heading Um I think we already know that the Vikings look like getting up, and you getting another another plus one, and Jimmy and another minus one. So yeah, a lot to play out there.
1: Yeah, it'll be like the old uh, Donald Trump situation, where I, I think we'll have to make a ruling on the uh, the election early, and um, no doubt someone will be whinging about the other two vote to one outcome.
0: You blokes finished, have you? <laughs> Talking amongst yourselves, right? Okay, well let's get back to the podcast then. Uh, now. We've got a cricket season that's starting uh, today, actually. So you might want to run through these um, and talk about a series score, uh, test match score, obviously, of the stadium. Uh, and and then we've got uh, – that's for the Pakistan series. We've got the West Indies series as well. And tell us about the very special market that you've got for Stephen Peter Devereaux-Smith.
1: Yes, I actually didn't realise there was a series starting today. I was just of the understanding it was uh, the Davy Warner lap of honour around three different grounds. But uh, there is cricket kicking off today with um, Australia $1.10 to win the series against Pakistan, $13 about Pakistan and $11 to be the drawn series. So that's obviously the, the series result. Australia Australia's $1.90 to win the series 3-0. So they are expected to be very dominant over the course of this series. Um, the market for the game itself... Australia's been very well back. They're into $1.19 to win uh, the game. Pakistan $9.25 and the draw out to $7.50. So uh we have laid bets on Australia at $1.29, $1.23. So, you know, it, it seems very short for a um a, a three, a three-way option race, but the Aussies um they just look a class above Pakistan at the moment. Uh we do have that very special market, as you touch on, Jimmy, where we have released a market the traders put a bit of time into it yesterday on if Stephen Smith will reach 10,000 runs in the Australian summer. And uh, we've got the option up there for yes at $4.60. So uh, just having a look at where it's sort of sitting at the moment, he uh, he needs, uh, he's currently on 9,320 runs. So that means he needs 680 uh, over the five tests where you would expect you'd bat about eight times, yeah, you know, if he gets sixty-five and in innings, which is his average, that gets him to nine thousand eight hundred and forty. If he just goes on his averages, but you know, I wouldn't put a double ton past him in in one of these uh, one of these innings as well. So uh, that's where it sits. Four dollars sixty about Steve Smith to reach the ten thousand. If you want to have a bet on that, you can find that under the uh, the series markets for the Australia Pakistan series.
2: Well, uh, well done, Jimmy. I think that's a great betting option, and I'd certainly be backing it in. My money would be on backing it in.
0: I'd love to take credit for that. But we had a long-time listener, Spart. Um, he, he said, hey, um, I reckon if, if it was um, – I, th- I said, I think he needs nine, 900 runs to get to 10,000 runs. And he said, uh, I reckon that's 10 to 1. I'd be interested in that. And I then I looked at it a bit closer and it was, oh, no, it's only 680. So that's when I uh, reached out to Tristan and, of course, put the market up. And so $4.60 to make the 680 run. It's a great market. And that's, as we said, you know, you might be in that that fifth test of the summer up there at the Gabba and he just turns one behind square and he moves from seven to eight. And there's a great roar from the crowd because he's gone past 10,000 test runs and your $4.60 pop has got up. I lean towards, yep, he gets them as well too. So um, very Steve Smith of him to do that. I must say, Tristan, can you give us an indication of, how things are going for you with the BBL? Very stop-start with a couple of games that have been impacted. Now they stop again for the Perth Test match. And what holds have been like compared to, to other seasons?
1: Yeah, the um, I, I think we touched on this podcast with the WBBL, how yeah. the holds are really, really impressive. And, and we haven't quite hit those heights yet for the BBL. As you said, it's been a very stop-start nature We've seen a couple of efforts which probably haven't been at the top class. Obviously, last night the the stars' performance was pretty disappointing, albeit Perth uh, a very very good side. So that obviously yeah uh, that that helped things there, but it certainly hasn't reached the levels that we would uh, have hoped for or expected coming off the back of a really strong World Cup and really strong WBBL. But I think once the uh, the Test series starts and and we you know that's really the start of the summer here in Australia. I think so. Hopefully, as we we get closer to, to the Christmas period and that little gap between Christmas and New Year's, we really start to get the turnover kicking off again and seeing how things go. But it's been an interesting format. The uh, the Heat's played three games, I think, and some of the sides have uh, only made their debut in the last couple of days. So it's a funny old uh, fixture draw that's come out. But, uh, you know, the it, 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 there's been some teams that perform very well as well. But we'll have to continually monitor things as we get into the new year.
2: I just wondered, Jimmy, were there any special uh, uh, Dave Warner markets for this test? I mean, there'd be the Dave Warner get zero, Dave Warner gets 100, or which night does Dave Warner have the barbecue with uh, the Mitchell Johnson family?
0: Yeah, imagine that.
2: Uh, Don't
0: think that's going to happen. Interesting, Nathan Lyon came out and said, if I see Mitch Johnson, I say good day to him. You know, they played so well together in that 2013-14 Ashes Test Series, um, won a World Cup together, so like, you know, it's a, it's a strange situation. I think Mitchell Johnson backed off from the personal nature of what he said, but he garnered a lot of support in, in what he was saying otherwise. And and that was the fact that why are we giving David Warner this send-off? Um, you know, sandpaper gate or otherwise, like it's so many, so many times throughout the history of Australian cricket, test cricket, that there are greats of the game that haven't been given the send-off test match. Um, and, David didn't ask for the send-off test match but as I've said a number of times on the program it is he backed the selectors into a corner and and they it had gave them an out that they thought they could use if his form didn't want but they they could have you know dismissed David for lack of runs a year ago but didn't do it so you know and that's where we find ourselves at the moment it's really unfortunate because generally the Australian cricketing public should be behind the Australian test team and and that's not what we've got entirely at this point. So disappointing around that. Hey, Brisbane Heat looked good. I, I like what the Brisbane Heat are doing. Um, they had that game watched out. So, yeah, the Thunder had that. Um, they're playing their first game. It was to be Brisbane Heat's third game. So strange around the quirks of the draw and that. And then the Stars last night, maybe it's just me, but this I, I find it very satisfying to see the Melbourne Stars lose so dramatically <laughs> last night. They're just an easy franchise to dislike. Um, but that all changes when Glenn Maxwell comes back in. They're they're an absolute threat, right? Oh, Jared, you better take us to the NFL
2: this week, please. Well, there's plenty happening, Jimmy. I mean, if we go back through last weekend, the Cowboys, gee, they they just keep uh, lifting the bar a little and uh, and revving up uh, a, a very impressive win over the Eagles. And I and you know D- Dak Prescott has been mentioned all around uh, MVP and. Certainly, he was at his best last weekend. And I just wonder whether over the last couple of weeks, we've just started to see the Eagles maybe get a little found out. Uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys both now on the NFC side at 10-3. and three. Very interesting run home over the next couple of weeks. I still think that the uh, the 49ers end up with the number one seed. The Lions sit there, I think, in default at number three. I think over the next couple of weeks, they might be in a little bit of trouble holding that. Uh, we go to the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs fell to the Bills, as we touched on a moment ago. I must say I was incredibly disappointed with um, the reaction and carry on by Mahomes and to a lesser degree by Andy Reid uh, post that game. Um, and interesting, we, we've been talking over the last couple of weeks, uh, Jimmy and Tristan, about the issues that Mahomes has with his receivers. and A key stat came out of last weekend. He's had 30 drops by his receivers season to date, uh, which has cost them probably three wins, I would suggest, at least. Uh, They went through a period there of three weeks in a row row where they couldn't pick up points in the second half. Uh, We compare that to the 49ers who've only had five receiver drops, and there is a big difference. Lo and behold, what happened last Monday was absolutely staggering. We had a a doubleheader for Monday Night Football in the US. We had Tommy DeVito lamb couplets bring it home for the New York Giants. That was just staggering to watch and to see his manager in the crowd with uh, his his parents and family. Uh, And the Titans come from 14 down with about three and a half minutes to go to get back over those downhill skiers. The Miami Dolphins, uh, that was an absolutely classic finish. So, yes, a lot going on, lot going on.
0: So, did you hear the one about the, the, um, his manager? So, he became an overnight celebrity, right? Because um, he was kiss, kissed his dad during the course of the game. Um, Sean Stellato is his name. He's been around for, for a long time and he's just, he's straight out of central casting, right? He's oh, going he to be inducted into the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago on Friday. So his timing on this one is absolutely perfect. And you can't help but think there's a little bit of showman in us all, right? But there's a fair bit of showman in, Sean Stellato. So uh, it's a great yarn. Third-string quarterback comes in and, and gets it done. And a name like Tommy DeVito
2: just, just lends itself to him being well,
0: well, a popular it, it, player.
2: He's getting paid four hundred and twelve thousand US for uh, being the third string quarterback, yet still lives at home. His mum makes his bed every morning. He, his mum cooks him uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. His favourite meal clearly is the lamb cutlets, which is where the nickname came from. And I don't know if you saw the video highlights of the, the family's tailgate party outside the stadium leading into the game last weekend. It was just amazing. I mean, it, it, they literally could have catered for half the stadium crowd. They had that much food and people there. Yes, yeah, quite a story. Who are the two form teams in this? Uh, Are they both
0: in the NFC and they're the 49ers and the Cowboys, Jared?
2: I think so, Jimmy. I I do think that the Ravens probably end up with the top seed in the AFC, and I think if they end up with that um, week off and then a home home run, they're going to be very hard to come through on that side. Um, You know, I, I just can't see that the Chiefs end up coming through and threatening them. Uh, I certainly don't think that the the dolphins with some of the defensive issues and injuries that they have at the present moment uh, really are uh, are also going to threaten. And you're right. I think that the two formed teams on the other side are clearly the 49ers and the big question mark is the Cowboys under some pressure, but certainly they're formed very strong at the present moment.
1: Yeah. I think we'll get a bit of an indication of where those two teams sit um, after the game between Buffalo and Dallas, because Buffalo, you know, lost a couple of really tight games, and then they've really uh, under pressure. They've found some good form over the last fortnight, and, and Dallas, as we know, they've had some question marks over themselves in in big games, and whether they were flat track bullies. But they've they've really stood up, and they 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 were pretty clinical against Philly there uh, in in the weekend just gone. And even with the uh, you know the, the 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 turnover touchdown, it looked like Philly might have got back into the game, but they steadied quite well. So Dallas do have a tough run home. Um, so I, I think we'll have a better idea of where both those two teams sit after this. The market at the moment sees the 49ers at three fifty, uh, Baltimore at $6, Philly at $7, Kansas at $8, Dallas Cowboys at $8.50, Miami at $9, then Buffalo on that charge are $18, Detroit $22, Jacksonville $26, and then the all-important Minnesota-Denver situation where Minnesota have leapfrogged Denver in the uh, market, on the back of that really impressive defensive effort, they're eighty-five dollars, and Denver's ninety-five.
0: Well, they've both come in. They were both one hundred and one, weren't they last week?
1: Were so yeah, they were. So it tumbled in. Tumbled in. <laughs>
2: They should have blown out to about 150s, I think. But anyway, that's another little argument. You're right about that uh, matchup this weekend with the Bills and the Cowboys. Very interesting. I mean, the Bills need to keep winning. They they have had some results in the last couple of weeks, in particular last weekend go their way, that if they can win, they may well be a little sneaky chance of ending up in the AFC. Uh, very interesting what might unfold there. Mm. All right. Where are you taking us this week, Jared? Jimmy, let's go with that team that were very good to me last week, the Chicago Bears. I thought the plus three just looked too big against the Browns. Um, might be some nasty weather in that game. Um, and you know, The Browns you know, clearly have been very good on the back of uh, their um, form over the last couple of weeks, but a nice little match-up, and I think that um, defensively, this will be very tight. Both teams have been very strong there, but I'm um, with Fields to uh, continue his good form of last week, so Chicago Bears plus three dollar ninety five. I'll make that my best this week. Mm.
1: T hasn't it been funny how uh, Joe Flacco has come out of off off the couch to lead the Cleveland Browns around? It'll be interesting now how he goes uh, against a team that chi- in Chicago that are playing pretty well and obviously got that good defense. I've been tossing up a couple of games in this. I, I'm I'm really excited for the Dallas Buffalo game. As I said, I I think that will. Give us an indication where both of those teams sit. I probably lean towards Buff, uh, sorry, Dallas in that game, but I'm gonna take probably the easy option here. Um, I'm gonna go Kansas minus eight and a half. I just think the Patriots are, are dead ducks at the moment. And I think uh I I agree with everything that Jared said. I, I'm not certain Kansas are going to uh feature at the end of the season, but I get the feeling this might be a, a bounce back game where they look to beat up on the uh on the Patriots. So minus eight and a half at a dollar ninety-four for me, the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, good uh, all right, so uh, I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins. They're $1.21, but minus 9.5 at home against the New York Jets. I'd be a little concerned around Tyreek Hill. So as a result of that, uh, Denver Broncos up against the Detroit Lions. That's interesting at the plus 4.5 as well. But I'm going to take you to the Pittsburgh Steelers travelling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. I'm going to go for the... know oh, no, it let me down last week. But the over 42... Oh. Over 42 is the line there, uh, and that is $1.81. So the over the favour way, the under at $1.96, but they're giving up points left, right and centre, Indianapolis. So there's mine, uh, over 42.
1: And just on that, we've actually got, uh, just looking at the schedule, we've got three games on Sunday Australian time, all back to back to back. The Vikings, Bengals at 5am, Pittsburgh Colts at uh, 8.30, and then Denver, Detroit, at 12.15. So that sort of breaks up the weekend. It gives us a bit more primetime football, which will be good to see over the uh, the festive season.
2: Well, Jimmy, I have to take you on. I've got to have a lunch bet with you on that. I'll, I'm happy to sweat the unders. Okay. You
0: sweat the unders. Uh, oh, just what I wanted to do. Didn't talk about that in your pre-podcast
2: meeting, did you? Yeah, just lured you in with that one. Lunch bet. Well, we, we haven't got to the uh, the all-important uh, Broncos-Lions uh, game yet either, uh, Jimmy. You, yeah. I mentioned
1: it. I'm actually absolutely going to go with uh, Jared on the uh, the unders as well in the Pittsburgh Indianapolis game. So we could have a new leader uh, after this weekend, I reckon, depending on how Jimmy's arm gets twisted in the Denver Detroit situation.
0: Lunch bet versus Jared. I'll float a Merle hand out the back there as well too. Okay, so just making a note on that one. Uh, so so what do you want to do with this with uh, Denver and Detroit?
2: Well. Are you two playing?
0: Tristan?
1: Well, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 the last thing I want to do is side with Jimmy on Denver, and I'm a little bit concerned about Detroit's form. I certainly don't. Uh, actually, how about we go this way?
0: Oh, here we go. Oh, look, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I love old lemonade sandwich Merlehan there when he goes oh oh and then and then so in the meeting at seven o'clock Jared would have said and then I'll say this and then you come in over the top with this. Like, yeah. uh, it
1: was it was seven fifteen this morning, Jimmy. It was uh, we were a bit bit sluggish to get it all sorted, but what, Chris, um,
2: Chris what, what... has just created an extra thirty seconds to come up with a top sport angle play here.
0: Oh, the betting options are unbelievable that he comes up with mid podcast.
1: Now, you, you've been harping on. Uh, let's see how solid you are, Jimmy, because you've been harping on how strong defensively Denver are. W- would you be interested in taking the unders on the on the uh, the Denver Detroit uh, game?
0: No, because unders is only a reflection of how each one's attack and defense. So if you talk, you want to talk me into a defense? No, come on, bro, let's go. I'm going Denver plus four and a half. What do you got?
1: alright oh, I'll, I'll stick solid with uh, with my oh. man. golf. <laughs>
0: I'm going Denver plus 4.5 v Detroit. And that's a lunch bet v Tristan. Um, what are you doing, Condon? No, I'm just watching that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes me feel good, Tristan. Yes. <laughs> how does
2: that make you feel? Right? <laughs> that
1: was that was quite expected. No, no,
2: I'm no, sure. no. Listen, if we if we can get another three off Jimmy this weekend, we're all cooking. Well, how sounds- do you
1: see the Cincinnati uh, Minnesota game, Jimmy?
2: Oh, just, just there's going
0: to be a phone call. There's always the seven fifteen phone call before. There'll be a phone call after the podcast and say, "Why didn't you come with me? Why didn't you come with me?" <laughs> I, I i can imagine that so what now what are we looking at
1: yeah, I, I know you you enjoy betting on the overs in in these sort of games but how, how would you like to take the over 39 and a half in the Minnesota Cincinnati game
0: no nah, i'm 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 fine thanks very much <laughs> right i'm i'm invested enough as it were
2: you, you, you don't want to oppose the Vikings Jimmy no no no
0: opposing them not, not, opposing not overs and unders yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Is that a wooden chair with splinters that you're sitting on? Oh, hang on. I, I am <laughs> up every other time and then you finally finally, am pulling one up and you, you're bloody yeah, you, having you did,
1: reference, uh, you did reference Nathan, Nathan Lyon there a few minutes earlier. I do see a bit of Nathan Lyon-esque qualities. You sitting there in the locker room as a night watchman scared to come out to, to, to take <laughs> on the, uh, the, the right. ball.
0: I'll tell you what I did. I walked in and I said to Pat Cummins, oh, I'm batting today. That's what I said. Right. So, three lunch beds. Oh. So, Merlehan, oh, markets on the run, Merlehan. They call him. <laughs> That's what they call him. Uh, all right, so there we lock, we're locked and loaded for week fifteen of the NFL. We are. All
2: right, okay. Jared, can you take us racing, please? I can. I can. Uh, Plundering happens to go round, uh, rounding on Saturday, race eight steps out to fourteen hundred. That'll be a nice test. Uh, he hasn't got gone past twelve hundred yet, so. Uh, for those listening, he's uh, running there. But I thought the best bet was up in Eagle Farm, race three, number nine, indifference. I thought that was a great name given this pod uh, podcast. $3.40 favourite for the Kavanagh Stable. Comes off two very good uh, wins at its latest starts. Uh, the most recent at Tamworth where it uh, won, won as it liked and uh, in, into a class six in Brisbane grade. I thought it would look very well placed. So Eagle Farm, race three, number nine, indifference at 3.40. I'll have a hundred on the nose, thank you. All right, all right.
1: Uh, Tristan, yeah, we've got a um, we've got a big meeting over there in Perth uh, this weekend where it's Damien Oliver's last uh, meeting where he's riding or last race he's riding in the Damien Oliver Gold Rush, which is the last race on the card. He is riding Munemek. It's uh, five fifty out to eight dollars fifty in that. Comfort me's me, been smashing that race, $18 into $5.50. So be interesting how you know, he goes in his last race. I'm going to take us in court to Caulfield for my best bet. I'm going to go race three, number three, um, Pi- Piaggio. Uh it ran second last start, and um, and it's been very, very well back this uh this race. It's been $9 into $5. So I'm gonna throw $50 each way at the $5 and the $1.80 to try to get something in the kitty. Hang on. What? What has happened to you, here What's going on? Hey,
0: you're, you're putting a dollar eight, and the dollar eighty the place. You ever go at me about my bloody selections, anyway? Lloyd, right. Lloyd's just
2: Lloyd's just choked on his breakfast. Hey, Lloyd, his...
0: you know, poor old Lloyd. He's never been so disappointed <laughs> in his young book. But anyway, <laughs> here we go. Um, I'm going to take you to Remic on Saturday, race six. So. Uh, um, this is uh, an interesting race. So, um, there's the two dollar thirty five, a uh, two dollar forty five favorite, Boston Rocks, who is resuming. Uh, but I was very impressed with the run of accredited uh, a couple of weeks ago at Warwick Farm. So, now second up after that win, one second up last time as well. I thought it was a very good performance. Rory Hutchings riding for Joe Pride seven dollars. I can't believe that. So Inspired by our fearless leader, Tristan, I'm going to go the 50-50 on the $7, $2.30, uh, race six, number seven, accredited.
1: Yes, the old 5 to $7 price difference is the, uh, what, what, what makes, or, makes or breaks these each way opportunities. So, no, good to see you're inspired by me, Jimmy. But, uh, yes, $7.2.30, and race six, number seven, accredited. So uh, that one's locked and loaded as well.
2: Kristen, just recapping, your NFL bet this week was?
1: My NFL bet this weekend was Kansas City minus the eight and a half. That's
2: right.
0: Who's he going to throw to? Who's going to catch him?
1: Would you like to take the Patriots, Jimmy? (laughs) No,
0: no, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Patriots can get beat by a field goal. It won't matter. They did a couple of weeks ago. Oh, poor old Patriots. Um, Uh, That's it, lads. Well done. Great
0: courage shown by some people on the podcast. Um, And otherwise, enjoy your weekend. I know you will.
2: Well, we were a bit concerned about the board report. I think after Tristan's had an each way bet, Lloyd's Lloyd's now calling for a board review.
1: (laughs) He is. He's standing outside the office, banging on the window as we speak, actually. So I might chat to you guys next week.
0: (laughs) Exactly. See you guys. Have a good one, lads. See Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com